0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. EJSE has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening with Nick Kunzer from Sandland Private Wealth. I'm looking at my screen and I just see green across the board, nearly 2% up for the all-share process and NASP leading the charge and everything seems to be doing rather well. Thank you very much. Thank you very <clears throat> much to the vaccine people.
1: Yeah, not just that morning, Lindsay. It's... it's uh, I guess I mean it's pretty simple maths, really. I mean it's another day, more stimulus, plus more stimulus, plus more stimulus equals uh, equals new records. I mean that's literally what it is. We are, I mean the short-term implications of the, I guess the positive news and read from the vaccines from uh, we can talk about it in a minute from what happened in the EU of the of the second longest summit since the block was created ended this morning. Mm. Uh, Steve Muchen out last night. I mean. it wasn't so long ago we were talking about getting up to a trillion dollars of stimulus in America, which would be groundbreaking. I mean, now the rhetoric coming up this morning is the Trump administration will start talks from one trillion. I mean, just to show you the extent of the money that's been thrown um, at at, at, at the, the world economies from everywhere. Every single central bank, and um, I mean the short-term implications. I um, mean, you have to admit it. You can be as bearish as you want. Are very, very positive. Mm. Uh, long-term, the hangovers our grandkids will probably have to pay for for the rest of their lives. But uh, that's uh, that's a long way down the line. But short-term, look on your screen. You can see exactly the effect of this liquidity that's been pushed into most asset class from from the bonds to assets to equities to to commodities just you look, only the only downside and we've been speaking about this is obviously the, the currencies where you're seeing a, a dollar continuing to weaken but overall short term it's a it's a mess of a Sort of jolt in the
0: arm. It is the the politicians that are initiating these stimulus programs at the moment will not be paying for it in the future. It will be someone like Joe Biden who will have to pick up the pieces when the US dollar and the US stock market falls, and and Donald Trump will still be tweeting. Or Kanye West, either or. Or Kanye West, or Oprah Winfrey, Mm. whoever's in charge in in the future, they'll they'll have to. Sure up the finances in in some other creative way. Here, that Kanye West story is a really strange mm. one, but we don't need to talk about that now. We can talk right. about that with David you know, you, later on. You know, it's weird. You know,
1: Lindsay. It's, it's exactly it's it's a and it's a conundrum I found myself in as a money manager now. Sort of, I've done this for twenty five years, and it, it's a, such a difficult mindset now. To, I mean, more than ever, I've got spending more and more front of my screen because we're sitting at home. But it's even harder to dissect the news flow and take a fundamental view on stocks and shares and assets and and money that you're trying to put to work around the world is because the fundamentals almost don't apply anymore. And we've spoken about this. You're not getting guidance from hardly anyone. The, the top companies in the world have canceled all their guidance. There's no forward-looking. So you can't really make a fundamental analysis. And you see these stock prices up and these, these these spreads coming in on the bond yields, et cetera. And this is completely driven on market sentiment right now. It's a momentum-driven market sentiment is positive. You're seeing the positive bounces on the the bad news, and you're seeing the positive bounces on the good news. And in that sort of environment, it is momentum-driven. And I think you've mentioned a few times, the momentum is is pushing to the upside. That's the point of each resistance. And that's where we're going for now. So it's almost difficult to say, let's take a fundamental view on a particular share. Where is it going to be? Because we haven't a clue where it's going to be. But I can tell you this, long-term, the hangover will hit us quite hard. Mm. But for the short-term, clients in the short-term, you've got to be involved and you've got to just be in this market while it carries on running.
0: Yes, well said. Let's have a look at what is going on this morning. We'll start with the the boring stuff for Stock Exchange News Service. We've got Vivo Energy coming out with their notice of half-year results. I don't know what that is. That need not detain us. And what else have we got? Down at the bottom, I'm starting at 705 West Coal Holdings Limited. We don't want to talk about that. Um, BHP mm. are coming out with an operational review for the year ended 30th of June. Share price down very slightly, bucking the mm. than the trend. So what about that one?
1: So not too much to take away. I mean, we, there are literally a couple more headlines. As I said, it's more an operational review, but... Uh, the, the initial takeaway from our clever guys in Cape Town, our research boys, telling us that, um, in fact, it, that they were a little bit disappointed by it. Hmm. They thought it came a little bit light, but once again, difficult because they're also not giving gardens too far out. So it's very difficult to judge. But the, first, the initial response was a little bit disappointing from them.
0: Okay, so BHP disappointing, and that's uh, reflected in the share price, which is bucking the very strong trend mm. on the JSC today. Capital and counties trading update and publication of Circular. Share price down 0.6%. I don't know if you mm. look at Capital and Counties been through the mill recently let's go straight on to data tech which is up 5.2 percent on my screen business update not one we talk about not one that people trade anymore i don't think
1: no it's quite an interesting one because it was at one point one of those those shares which was a little bit of a market darling and uh, i don't know what's that phrase You fallen angels is that the right phrase yeah the likes of eohs yeah something like that um that's a, it's a bit of an interesting one because <sighs> You know they operate in, in believe it or not, they've got uh, sort of exposure to almost 60. North America, Latin America, Europe, Africa. It, uh, they almost seem to punch a little bit above their weight. Um, market cap itself four and a half billion billion rand. So you could say it's actually a mid cap share. Mm. Um, and quite frankly, given the the real. I guess push into and the, where, where the Nasdaq shares are at the moment, where the sort of sort of the hot money's going. We don't have very little exposure in South Africa left in that IT space. You know, EOH has fallen from its lofty perch and, and there's very few others. Even MTN's not getting that much of a bit anymore. Uh, Datatech data tech's probably worth a look. I mean we we don't generally cover it as as a firm. But um, certainly, sign you hear a few good things coming out of them. So maybe it's one to keep an eye on. Maybe we can uh, dissect this one a little bit more in the weeks to come. But uh seem to be playing in the right space. They they engaged in, in in strategic, and I guess it's more like the consulting and search and technical space. Um, and I guess with everyone working from home, if maybe they get, get more – maybe if I dig a little bit deeper and find exactly what they're involved in, it might be worth one to keep an eye on. It's a 24-and – 53 at the moment, up 6.3% on my screen.
0: Mm, very good. Okay, on these swap mm. markets, we've got the dollar round at 16.56. Another good move for the round, 0.4% better <clears throat> against the beleaguered US dollar. The British pound against the Rand is 21.01 and the Euro Rand is 18.95, with the Euro Dollar 114.45, which is barely changed from last night. Uh, the Euro, I don't know, people might say, well, Europe has got its act together, so let's buy the Euro. But on the other hand, people might say, this is going to put a strain on your finances, so let's sell the Euro. So that's why the market is unchanged at the moment. Where do you stand on the Euro Dollar?
1: By the rumour, sell the news. I think guys were buying it into it. Um, I think the it dragged on for four days. It should have been a two day summit. We got the news out this morning. I think the euro's already sort of run into that positive result and now it's a little bit of bit of profit taking. I, but I still maintain long term I I'd rather own the euro than the dollar but for now it's, I think it's a bit
0: of profit yeah it was the frugal four that kept it going on for four days funnily enough mm. led of course by Mark Rutter the top man in the Netherlands the Prime Minister of the Netherlands he was very very scathing at, in the first couple mm. of days by saying yeah, we're doing our thing we've handled our economy well Now, just because you haven't doesn't mean to say that I have to pay for it which is not in the mm. spirit of the European collaboration I don't think I thought that was the whole point you'll work together in mm. as one block but no Mr Rutter Goodness me, he was really quite forceful for quite a, I don't know, he's not a diffident man. He's just, uh, he seems a little bit sort of calm and non-confrontational. I, I quite mm. like him, even though he won't uh, be I'll interviewed by me.
1: But don't, um, so, so as much as we always look at the currencies, we tend not to look in the sort of wider space. I mean, if you look at the, the sort of the other sort of the big debt of the other Eurozone borrowers. So, I mean, cast your eyes away from the usual suspects like Germany, and such. If you look at Spain and Portugal, if you look at those yields and the spread, quite a good indicator for traders, we tend to look at the spread. Germany leads, if we look at the spread between, say, Italy and Germany or uh, Spain and Germany or Portugal and Germany. That spread between the two, the two, the difference between the yields. Mm. I mean, those those spreads came into the narrowest level since – since back in late March, in the midst of the sell-off and the pandemic, so i mean for me that's that's fairly that's fairly positive that overrules a bit of a flat euro today I think it's more more reflected in, the, in that bond you know, these govey bonds, and I think that's 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 reflecting a positive tone.
0: Okay. Last night in the United States, the Dow Jones was flat. The S&P was up 0.8%. The Nasdaq soared by 2.5%. I don't know if that's a record high, but it certainly mm. must be very close to it. And uh, this
1: morning, it, it, is, it is a record high. It is a record high.
0: Incredible. Just, mm-hmm. as, just as I go short, the thing goes to a record high after one day of going down. This story of my life. Two and a half percent up the NASDAQ to 10,767. Can you <clears throat> believe it? That's a case study if ever I saw one.
1: Can I throw a little case study stat for the listeners out there? Yeah. So Amazon last night up 7.9%. That was the main contributor to, wow. uh, to the NASDAQ Why? on the day. No news. Uh, Robinhood traders, I don't know. Uh, Microsoft off up 4%. But I was just seeing some fun little stats from my morning meeting this morning. And Jeff Bezos. Yesterday, uh, adding a record $13 billion to his net worth on the day. So I worked it out. That's approximately 217 billion Rand, which is roughly what our poor friend Tito is looking for. to to a shortfall for our budget for South Africa, but uh, Jeff made it in eight hours. So just to give you the extent of what is happening in that North American tech space, it is extraordinary. It puts Jeff Bezos's worth at $189 billion. So while the U.S. Mm. economy, put things in perspective, while the U.S. economy has been shrinking to record 100-year lows on the coronavirus pandemic, Mr. Bezos has gained $74 billion this year. Okay, he must give it
0: away. He must give most of it away. I'm Step sorry, you don't need mm. it. You don't really need it. What does this mean when you see Process and Nasba's going up for, for example, Kurs Becker or Mr. Van Dyke?
1: Yeah, well, they got big exposure. Nasba's Process. Uh, the, I mean, that Stables had a long history of share options and awarding, uh, sort of mm. keeping it. You know, keeping their quality staff online with um, with share options. So, I don't know the full. You have to go through the annual reports to see who's got what, but. Mm be significant, uh, uh, jump in wealth amongst the, amongst the top guys here, no doubt about it.
0: Maybe we'll have a little chat with David Shapiro about mm. this later on and say who's benefited from this rally. Before
1: the, this afternoon's show, I'll actually uh, I'll pull out who's got the biggest hole. That's not difficult for me to find.
0: Okay, good. Well done. Let's do that. We'll do the Bezos, Bill Gates, and what else we'll do? We'll do uh, Chris, no, friend, Chris, the, Chris the, Becker. No, first
1: the first Chinese Nasdaq boy from uh, that, that owns Zoom, that started up Zoom, is quite a success story there too, so... I'll okay. figure that
0: one up too. Excellent. <laughs> this morning in the Far East, yeah, just to depress me. Just this morning in the Far mm. East, uh, Tokyo up three quarters of a percent, Shanghai up point two. The Hang Seng doing very well indeed, up two percent. And in Australia, the All Share also having a flying good morning, up two and a half percent. Uh, gold price, nice five dollars higher at eighteen twenty-two and a bit. The platinum price down four to $848 an ounce or half a percent. And if you have a look at palladium, what is it, please, Nick?
1: Mm. Well, well, palladium was down a percent when I did my morning meeting. It's now up a percent. So mm. it's 2090. So it's having a real run at the moment. Excellent.
0: Crude oil forty-one dollars a barrel on the nose for West Texas Brent crude, which is up per half a percent. Brent crude up three quarters of a percent to forty-three dollars and sixty cents per barrel. The R one eight six government bond is nine forty-two at the moment, slightly weaker, which is strange with the strong rand. And let's have a look now. The top movers on the JSE after 48 minutes of trading, as I refresh my screen, and bear in mind that this is a fifteen minute delay. But I've got NASPES five and a half percent up, Process <coughs> up four point eight, TrueWorths up four percent, Woolies up nearly four percent, TFG up three point four percent. So you've got your Trueworths, your Woolies, and your TFG, plus the other two ones that we which we know about. Why are the retailers higher? Just because of the strong rand, I suppose.
1: Yeah, very much. So. Strong Rand, and and once again, the there's a, there's a real positive sentiment flowing through the market since in the last 24 hours. There's no doubt about it. I mean, mm. it's very, um, and I mean that honestly from every asset class. It's it's it's, it's not often you see uh, the spreads coming in so much on these peripherals in the, in the to Mediterranean Mediterranean countries, with the running S P, with the Nasdaq futures, with emerging markets, and with the likes of gold and these commodities so it really is a risk i don't know a risk rally everything day today
0: on the downside, Equitus down 1.2%, Telcom down a percent, BHP Group down 0.7%, Anglo-American Platinum down 07 and so is RCL down 07 as well. But these are just little scraps because it's all about the upside today. What are we looking forward to in the diary? Because today's Tuesday. Yesterday was really relatively quiet, <clears throat> but I know it's got a, the, the, the week starts to gain momentum from today, I think.
1: Yeah, so really, I mean, we really are on the thick of the U.S. earnings season. And for me, its I think it's quite important that given what the stocks have been doing, um, certainly in North America and in Europe for for the last couple of weeks, uh, now we get to see if these, these lofty, Lofty levels of prices justify the earnings because it's, it. I mean, ultimately it boils down to your your earnings, your PEs, which we haven't been able to get a gauge of, as I said on the intro, because there's been no guidance. So now we get to sort of uh, pull back the curtain a little bit and see where it is. So on the diary for today, I mean, US sort of earnings are going to dominate. We are the world's largest soda maker, uh, the, the distributor of sugar, Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. expected to report a fall in second quarter revenues and profit, um, obviously hit by Things like obviously theatres, restaurants are shut. I mean, I don't drink Coke at a sporting event, but apparently people do. So sporting events and concerts also canceled. So um, we're going to look for investors' call on that. That's quite a big one, actually, uh, and a big component of the Dow Jones. We also have United Airlines also. Obviously, we all know the story there. They're out later on about 1 o'clock our time, lunchtime. They were looking for a steep second quarter drop as revenue drops. And the other big one for me to watch, we actually do have exposure to their shares, so full disclosure – Uh, Defense contractor Lockheed Martin, they're expected to report a rise in second quarter profit, uh, fueled by um, much higher defense spendings from our war leader in chief, Mr. Trump. Uh, and then I guess the other big story, of course, is that recovery package. Um, I don't know if you've gone into much detail, Lindsay. That broke earlier. It broke it around over about six
0: thirty. Yes, so this mm. morning I, I was watching it, and suddenly they came on, and the the yeah. BBC presenter looked very startled because um, her <laughs> script her script had suddenly changed, and her teleprompter had Completely suddenly changed, and she oh, she went all wide eyed and and blushed a little yes. bit. But yeah, it was it's a huge story. Five. It is quite a huge. Five, story. They went so
1: into, into the fifth
0: day of negotiations.
1: Amazing. Yes, correct. So they teed off on Friday morning and someone made a comment that there was no uh, no sandwiches or food schedule because they wanted them to end quite quickly. Well, there must be some skinny leaders because now five days longer, they've come out the other side. Uh, it is the second longest summit in the bloc's history, those who like to keep track of history, mm-hmm. um, and apparently quite bitter, as you said. The debate stretched from Friday morning well into early hours this morning. I think the story eventually broke about 4 o'clock this morning, South Africa time. Uh, they eventually agreed on a 750 billion euro package. Uh, Emmanuel Macron coming out calling it an historic day for Europe, um, but it is about it's it's smaller than I think the 500 billion euros that they were looking for that was proposed uh, uh, back in Paris, I think in May. Uh, they also signed off on their seven-year budget, which is just over a trillion. So actually, the actual fund comes around at about 390 billion euros. So nothing to be sniffed at.
0: No, it's but just not. once,
1: but. But just once again, you know, all these central—it really is about the central bankers, the liquidity, these governments around the world doing whatever they want to try and do to keep this economy turning. And and as we said, the long-term effects, the hangovers, are going to come. But the near-term is is these huge spike uh, in asset prices, like we're seeing even down here in South Africa. This is just liquidity-driven markets.
0: Hmm. Yeah, on that on that EU uh, package, it's, it's a, a, a mixture of grants and loans, whereas before it was just mm. going to just going to be grants, and that's when the frugal four, led by the Netherlands, came in and said, "No, no, no, we're not paying for you. You can we'll, yeah. we'll approve the loans, but you've got to pay it back, obviously at preferential rates. In other words, probably zero percent." But anyway, that's what's going mm. on.
1: Nick, thank you so much for Can your I time. Just, yes, sorry, on. one second. Let me just, let me just add one. Well, we, we keep forgetting to mention this, and I think we need to mention it more. Iron ore, is, as we've said, is the second most traded commodity in the world right now, and we tend to skip it. But iron ore this morning on the Dalian exchange in China, up 3.1% That's to big. a new high of the year, 120 per tonne. Mm. I think the average analyst estimate around the world is about $65. It's now $120. <laughs> uh, and then it also trades in Singapore, which you want to keep an eye on too. That was up 2.4% to a new high in Singapore of $108 a tonne. So just once again, just adding to that that overall uh, positive, uh, the impetus of, of the buy everything rally right now.
0: Nick, thanks so much for your time. That was Nick Kunza from Sun and Private Wealth, and that was the opening. We'll be back later on for the five o'clock shadow.